Good news. There's a lot of news about mortgage companies and banks laying off employees around the country. Let this be clear. Mortgage Investors Group is not laying off employees. Actually, Mortgage Investors Group is doing the exact opposite. Mortgage Investors Group has grown their workforce by 59 employees in the last year alone. They've also just recently opened three branches across the state of Tennessee. Mortgage Investors Group is opening doors, not closing them. And if you call uh, you know, here locally in the mid-state to the team of Pete Saft, uh, Rob Smith, or George Margrave, or in Clarksville, call Matt Pogue or Kelly Foote. Go to MIGonline.com for the office nearest you. Let Mortgage Investors Group help you open the door to your brand new home or help you save money on the one you already have. Equal housing lender, license number 109111. Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with our executive producer and also co-host, Mark Griffith. And happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of you that are out there listening just right around the corner here, right? And uh, um, I love this time of year. It's a great time of the year. Um, Just like the song says... Um, we are so thankful and uh, for all of our listeners, and we hope that you guys are able to uh, spend a little time with your family. I'm sure that for a lot of us, that's not happening because we're at the malls and out there trying to get, you know, the last minute gifts. the economy. Exactly. And I just told my wife, I said, just let me know when all of the presents are purchased because <laughs> I, I cannot deal with it. I said, here's the money, and then you go out and purchase them. So uh, hopefully all of that is coming to a conclusion and you guys are enjoying the season. Um, part of the season for us, at least definitely is trying to give back to our communities and participating in, um, all of the different things that are out there that we can participate in. Second Harvest Food Bank is one of them. And today we are so fortunate to have Elaine, uh, to come in to talk with us. And she is the director of, um, the Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, Elaine Streno, um, came, is with us here in studio. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, I'm honored. Always honored to be here. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And we so much appreciate um, what you guys are doing, number one, and also um, the outreach that you guys are involved in um, with Rachel um, Ellis, I guess, is one of your marketing pros mm-hmm. over there and had us out and on a, on uh, on air the other day and was able to promote the backpack program. So why don't we do this? This is what we always do when we have a Goodwill segment and some some type of information to provide to our listeners. Why don't you give us an overview of what Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee is and does. That's a good starting point. That's a great starting point. So first of all, thank Mortgage Investors for helping Second Harvest. We Mm -hmm. are grateful, beyond grateful for that. Yeah. Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee, it's part of a national organization called Feeding America. There are 200 Feeding America affiliates in the country. We are a warehouse located out in Blount County, right? Uh, Maryville Alcoa, and we provide a million meals a month through our six different feeding programs throughout 18 counties. That's, that's amazing. That's it in a nutshell. Right. Well, that's amazing. Um, when you look at what the current level of distribution is, the million meals, 
Um, cause I think part of it is, is that you only have so much manpower to get these meals out. Right. So you have these six different feeding programs. Mm-hmm. So how has that evolved for you guys? And, you know, currently what is the need right, just right away? Okay. It's kind of a two part question. Right, right, right. The food bank network started specifically to keep food out of the dumpster. The mm. whole movement right. was grassroots. And we, when I first got to Second Harvest 20 years ago, that's what we did. We took donated food and we distributed it to agencies. We had two programs at that time. Mm-hmm. The need has accelerated. Um, so that's your other question. Um, that we had to start purchasing food and in one of our programs providing food to agencies that feed the needy directly. And we would never get peanut butter or number one requested item in food banking, by the way, is peanut butter. Huh. We would never get that, those kind of great nutritious products donated. Mm-hmm. We did get some junk food, which was great because we serve agencies like the Boys and Girls Club and we all love our treats. Well, I can do an exchange program. If <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we do have to focus on healthy product because some of, of the people we are distributing food to or the clients of the pantries are obese Mm -hmm. and they're obese because they're eating junk food because it's so much cheaper than healthy food. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So we implemented four different other programs to try to meet the demand, which we're not meeting yet. I Mm -hmm. will say, Yeah. but we're doing a heck of a better job now. Thanks to the community support, um, mortgage investors being one of them. And providing a million meals a month where when I started 20 years ago, we probably weren't even providing a hundred thousand meals a month. And, and how long have you been with second? 20, home? 20 years. Wow. That's in, that's remarkable. And that's over 18 uh, counties. Right. Throughout yeah, I mean, are they counties. all just like connected counties in the right. East Tennessee area? Right. The network we had, there are five affiliates in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So we go up to Hamblin County and my, um, associate in Upper East Tennessee picks up green. And then we go as far as Monroe County, south um, Southwest, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then West, we go to Cumberland County. So you kind of get um, an overview. Of course, our website will tell you all of this. And that's secondharvestetn.org. I was just going to plug that because that's an, it's really a great website. It's very user-friendly. Thank you. Um, and I would recommend definitely, and we'll have it on thehousinghour.com, facebook.com slash thehousinghour, and also on Twitter at thehousinghour, because we'd recommend that you go. And, and the neat thing is it kind of has a dashboard because it talks about what's been funded mm-hmm. out of the projects that you're currently working in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why don't we start also next talking about the Food for Kids program, the, the programs that really I feel are near and dear to our heart and we as you mentioned earlier um are sponsoring that program through the backpack program and i'll let you tell um what that program is but basically it's the cost is about three thousand per school Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and and it's to provide food to kids who don't have food so before i um, share my thoughts more on that tell me what that program is all about okay so it's a food for kids weekend feeding backpack program it started about seven years ago. We went, we had a grant in Scott County. So our first school was in Scott County and it has grown into 240 schools feeding 11,000 children. And the food goes home 
on Friday in their backpacks. Mm -hmm. And Monday, the backpacks come back and then we replenish them again. Mm -hmm. It's administered solely by the administration of each school. Mm -hmm. There's nobody signing up. There's no paperwork. It's they, the teachers are well aware of what's going on in that child's home. Mm -hmm. And if they need that weekend food and if there are siblings at that house, the, there's more food given in that backpack. So everybody at that house will have some non-perishable items over the weekend that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And you guys do a really good job. And Mark, you had the benefit of going to Jefferson, which is one of the schools that we sponsor, and you got to see it in action. But one of the things that you mentioned, I think, or may have been Rachel, um, that they do a really good job of protecting the kids um, that, you know, because kids are just, some of them are just cruel. Well, let's be honest. They they like to, you know, oh, you're getting food mm-hmm. or whatever. So mm-hmm. talk about your experience, Mark. Well, it was really eye-opening because I had no idea. I mean, you walk into, a, you know, an upper middle class neighborhood uh, school system, you don't expect to see kids that, you know, go home on the weekend and they're they're hungry. Mm-hmm. And so you see this. And so I was, I, I took one and opened it up and brought it out. And I actually took a picture of the, the uh, items that were in there. The picture so, I lost. Well, I've got it on my okay. phone. So I can take it <laughs> and I can post it. Yeah. But uh, it was just really incredible. And the kids were really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was about 50 of them. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I just, the teachers were so structured and so organized and so into this. I mean, I really felt, I, I just, it, it just feels good. Me deep. I mean, it was incredible. And the kids were so, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Uh, they're just going to go off and be kids on the weekend. Right. But we put some food in their backpack. Yeah. I, it just, it really, really gets to me that there's kids that are hungry. And so this program has grown. You said it is now at 284, 240 now, schools, 240 schools. And that has grown from quite one. a bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's yeah. grown it's grown quite a bit. And the schools you said administer or actually distribute this food. There's no paperwork involved. And that I think cutting that red tape out of the equation, I think it allows um the solution and the help to get to the source quicker. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean the schools are very dependable when it comes to distributing, you know, to the right people. So I think that's a really good piece of it as well. So what does the um, the children get in their backpacks. So they get um, cans of food. How kind of how does that look? Well, yes, absolutely. Well, of course, it has to be non-perishable. So mm-hmm. we put applesauce cups, Easy Mac, um, instant breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, hope, hoping they have milk. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going up the peanut butter crackers, yogurt bars, um, okay. all of that kind of stuff. Some pudding. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Cups of pudding. <laughs> well, sorry. No, that's okay. I because I, I can't remember who told me this, but this kind of shook me at my core when I heard this, which is that the kids sometimes um, the the backpack doesn't make it. Um, not not that it doesn't make it home, but maybe the food doesn't make it into their bellies. That that is a yeah. um, that does happen on occasion. But yeah. I, what I what I was the, the what was cool about that was that they do some education with the kids mm-hmm. on how to keep that food theirs. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Because that's just a reality that we need to know about. Well, um, some of these homes, their parents are working and they're doing everything they can. Mm-hmm. But in the poverty situation in East Tennessee, you have to have some place to live. You have to have gas to get to work and you have to pay the utilities. Right. So food is, if there's not enough money stretched, mm-hmm. we, we can help them. Mm-hmm. And some of the other homes, the parents are are focused on one thing, and that is 
the drug, their drug mm. of choice. Mm. And unfortunately, the children are not the priority. Mm. And that's when this program really um, gets to the heart because you know that until that parent is off their, their drug of choice, those mm. children will not be the priority. Right. And we, as a community, want to help them feel good about themselves so they don't make the same choices when they're adults. Mm, so but, that's how that works. But mm-hmm. Elaine, what I saw, I, I don't think it was necessarily isolated to a certain area of the of town. I mean, this is throughout yes. every right community. Yeah. I mean, so even in West Knoxville, you're going to have kids that go home and are hungry. We mm. have we have backpacks at Farragut Intermediate. Mm. So yeah, exactly. Right. There's no yes. In every neighborhood, there is going to be someone in need, either just lost their job or just starting. When the economy bottomed out three years ago, I can't tell you how many people came to Second Harvest and used to be donors and now needed us. Mm. Um, That was heartbreaking. But when we all sit and have a reality check on if we were laid off, how many weeks would we have to live off our savings until we needed um, help? You know, that's a reality that went on three Mm. years ago. And some of those people, thank God, have gotten jobs and still are some looking. So that is like a picture of the Mm. need for food in East Tennessee throughout our 18 counties. Well, what I was going to say real quick um, is that it's it's right now we're needing a pretty significant pickup to be funded for 2013 2014 right it's the fact is that there's schools out there going unsponsored because of just a lack of funds That's right? right so so basically the solution and the the cure if you will for this hunger problem in these schools um, is is for us to give more money to Second Harvest so that they can institute the solution um, the the issue I think too is that People who want to donate food, that's great. However, um, cash goes a little far farther because you guys have more purchasing power. Right. right? Well, a dollar does provide three meals. Right. And um, we have, this is a very busy season for us mm-hmm. and we can get to this in the next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but a dollar does provide three meals. A lot of people like to have food drives and that's great. And right. thank you very much. But we can buy a whole lot more right. than they can because of the purchasing power of having the facility that we do. Right. We have about a minute, Mark. You had something that you wanted well, to Well, just, you know, these families are not just uh, rattled with drugs, but right. divorce no, right. situations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Divorce, you know, you can go from $100,000 a year as a married couple and the wife has zero income mm-hmm. overnight. That's right. Right. That's true. He doesn't come back home or whoever. And and also, I mean, hey, let's face it. There's situations where parents, the the monies might be there. Um, Maybe the parents aren't allocating the money in such a way. Um, Maybe they're not drug uh, addicted. The fact is the child's hungry. The child's hungry. And the child is being at whatever level that it is being neglected. And so that's where the administrators, the the teachers, and they work hand in hand, I'm sure with the principal and the guidance counselors to make sure that these kids that need it, get it. And I, I have faith that that's happening. You said it would look like a flawless system. Um, and it's a, and it's a really exciting program. And so if you're out there listening and you um, are a business, maybe you're a company, maybe you're an individual and you want to participate in this kids, this food for kids program, go to their website and go and see what you can do. Make a donation it will make you feel so good and uh, i bet you you would be very happy that you did that so guys we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages we will be right back 
Be sure to check out thehousinghour.com for a treasure trove of information and past archive shows. The Housing Hour is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 25 years.